Welcome to the Ecclesia Podcast. Join us as we engage in conversations about what it means to be the church in this age. We believe God is calling the church into a different mode of being, living beyond the status quo. Hello, and welcome back to the KGF Podcast, Ecclesia, a look at the local church. My name is Marissa, and I'm here with my friend Joel. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Joel. And also we have Jill Davidson. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, We are wanting to talk about change today because it seems like our church is in this constant state of change. And we brought Jill along as kind of an expert on it in many ways. She has been a board member for our church. She um, led very strongly and very humbly during the last season. And it was an honor to be able to work with her in that. And so... Um, Jill, how will you introduce yourself a little bit, maybe your job, um, and kind of what's it, what excites you about this conversation? Okay, so I think the reason, uh, you know, apart from uh, being on the board, I believe the reason I was asked is to speak on this topic or to come and chat with you about this topic is because my day job is equipping organizations and leaders to deal with uncertainty and significant change. Mm-hmm. Probably started... Um, around 30 years ago when I joined a company that had had a major international acquisition, um, two very, very different polar opposite cultures. Mm -hmm. And so my core job was to get us all in the same culture. And so um, since then have been working with leaders around change. Um, And then also really, since I was about seven, God kind of calling me to different levels of trust and submission mm-hmm. um, through being kicked out of this country to being forcibly moved to another country to mm-hmm. various different changes. Some changes positive that I've initiated and others thrust upon me. Mm. So lots of personal experience and lots of organ- organizational experience. Mm. That's awesome. And like one thing we wanted to point out, Joel was super excited about this. We have our first... <laughs> African. <laughs> we have a first African on the podcast, and it's great. Just adds a little bit of like spice to the Probably voices. African. <laughs> People are gonna love listening to your accent as we go through yeah. the conversation. Hopefully, yeah. they can understand it. You, we should have like text translation. Oh, that'd be great. Everything is far more interesting when it comes out of a South African accent. Sounds <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> superior. So I don't have to be intelligent. It's, it's I'll just an, sound. Yeah, exactly. It sounds very sophisticated. Oh, thank you. It's, they it's, say that about English accents too. You sound smarter. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of what our church most recently walked through, and we had Kevin on our podcast as well to kind of break this down a little mm-hmm. bit further as well. Um, you know, we can approach the word change so dramatically in our church sometimes, and the word transition is almost like puke in some people's mouths <laughs> um, because it was just constant. It was never ending. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of that behavior of wanting to be in a place that's familiar is is not abnormal. It's not new to us. It's like we no. want to be somewhere that we're that's steady. known. That's steady, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what is, when people are thrust into change, which happens often, what is kind of a good place to start them at, do okay. you think, mm-hmm. if that, that question makes So sense. there's an interesting dichotomy with us as human beings. We do tend towards stability. Mm-hmm. And then once we've been stable too long, we get restless. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So we love change, actually. Um, I do an exercise with organizations going through change where I get them to stand on a line and um, say, okay, take 10 steps forward and imagine every step is a year in your life. Do you imagine yourself exactly as you are now? Take three steps back. Three years ago, were you the same as you are now? Were your dreams the same, your aspirations? Maybe some of them are, but things change and who we are changes. So we're actually in a constant state of change. It's mm -hmm. when it's too much at once and when we don't know where it's going or we feel like we don't have choice in it, that's when we need to um, have extra tools mm -hmm. to help us grapple with and find that stability. Mm -hmm. So when we were chatting the other day, I shared with you a model around learning. Um, we've all heard, oh, you can't learn in the comfort zone. But there's more than our comfort zone. There's a range around our comfort zone where we have enough stability um, for us to have the capacity to embrace change. Mm -hmm. And when there's too much that we feel is out of our control, then we get into what's called the panic zone. Now, everybody at some point in their life has experienced panic to some degree. Mm -hmm. And we're not really in a learning mode then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a chaos. Yeah, it's not chaos. a lot of control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually there's actual physiology that goes back to the fight or flight kind of reflex. Mm -hmm. That what happens is our actual chemistry in our brain bypasses our logic center. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how skilled we are. Once we hyper-emotional and panicking... Our mm -hmm. adrenaline kicks in and we act on instinct and we actually become de-skilled. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the crux is realizing where am I? There are going to be people throughout the church, some of them still really comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard Phil say some people are saying, hey, I kind of like this new zone. <laughs> mm -hmm. So maybe they've already found their comfort zone. Others are still trying to figure it out and they're in the learning zone. And some are going to be in that panic, fight, flight yeah. <laughs> zone. Although I've, see, I've received zero emails of people telling me how thrilled they are to be on Zoom calls all day. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> However, you have heard of people appreciating the flexibility and the lack yeah. of commute, especially yeah. um, back in Ontario, I'm Yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Actually, I've been able to connect with a lot of friends from Ontario mm -hmm. um, that I haven't been able to connect with since coming here mm -hmm. because, of, because of this normalization of Zoom. Yeah. So it comes with its benefits as well. The other thing that I'm hearing from, um, I was chatting to a colleague last night and we were talking about transitioning a two-day workshop into multiple kind of Zoom blocks and how do we need to do that and keep the learning there mm -hmm. and um, keep the networking component. And one of the things she said, she's been on a chorus um, for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And since they've been having to do it by Zoom and having breakout rooms where they have structured questions, they actually have got to know each other in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. So, and I've noticed that in networking functions that I've attended via Zoom, mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds weird, yeah. but where it's structured, where it's broken out, and then you have these, there's a deeper connection with just two or three people with the safety of not standing awkwardly at around a cocktail party. Right. And um, it's, it's been incredibly, it's, so there yeah. are some real gifts in it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's that sense of being able, you, like you have to overthink kind of what you're doing when you are doing a program online and it becomes structured and concise. You're not mm -hmm. wasting time on certain um, 
unnecessary items of like let's just chat for a little while it's like mm-hmm. no you actually have to be intentional with the questions mm-hmm. you put forward mm-hmm. so yeah there's a, there there are quite a lot of benefits to that yeah it, it in some weird way can actually deepen relationships mm-hmm. to a point yeah mm-hmm. um, but it can have a value that we can maybe take advantage of yeah. if what we're hearing is people are losing relationships um how can we help create structures and how can they reach out to others in the church and set that up maybe through the triads or the, mm-hmm. the life groups it'd be interesting to hear some stories from people yeah. mm-hmm. about um what have been the unexpected benefits of mm-hmm. online life group yeah. yeah yeah there are there are a lot but there's also you know a whole another um, demographic of our church that mm-hmm. is waiting they're waiting and this seems again this kind of goes back to our previous um, transition where we were just constantly in this state of waiting for mm-hmm. something, anything to happen. And there is that demographic that's like, okay, I'm waiting for the new normal or I'm waiting thing for things to go back to the way mm-hmm. they were. Mm-hmm. And um, something familiar, fa- something familiar, no. but also that sense of grief too, yeah. of, you know, I, I was more myself in that moment or mm-hmm. that's what, that's my gifting. I would rather not be online. Yeah. I would rather be in person. And so how would you kind of step into that conversation for those people that are either grieving or just not really wanting to, you know, be a part of anything online? Yeah. If that makes sense. So first of all, whenever, even if it's a change we choose, mm-hmm. there's a sense of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joel, you're a relatively new father. You've given up things. You chose yeah. fatherhood and you've <laughs> given up things and you're grieving those things. Indeed. Even though what you've chosen is overall better, that doesn't mean that you're not, you haven't, you're not yeah. grieving certain yeah, things. Yeah, or making a big move from yeah. another part of the country or to a new country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You chose it, you wanted it, and you still miss things about home. You miss things. Yeah. And so, um, first of all, it's completely normal whether it's um, a change you've chosen or one that's been thrust upon you, mm-hmm. to n- notice that there's things that you long for that you miss. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it right or uh, wrong, right? It mm-hmm. just is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there are two things that can help us move forward in that. The one is usually it's um, not, usually what we miss is the packaging and we don't realize that actually that packaging gave us a present inside it. Mm. And so maybe mm-hmm. what people are missing is that sense of connection and belonging. And um, how can the other ways that that can be created? And maybe it requires more initiative. Maybe it requires letting go of that form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can you create? So recognizing what is it that I really value, that I'm longing for, that the previous format allowed and uh, I'm not quite sure how to find that in this current format Mm. Um, and so leaning into that and and start getting curious with yourself and chatting with others and saying what is it that you miss what is it that I miss and getting Mm. clear on that so that you can rebuild that and share it with um you know the church share it with uh, Joel and and Marissa so they can factor that into the podcasts and further equip Mm -hmm. so that's the one thing is really getting clear on what is the value behind the activity that that you got and the other is where there's a greater draw 
So what is God up to? We part of this church, not just for the community, not for those things, but because we really believe that God is bigger than us, that he's doing something. He's up to something in this world. Right. He's up to something in our lives. And the sense of a disruption, and where is the Holy Spirit in that? Mm-hmm. And when we allow ourselves to submit to that and to really get curious about that, there's an incredible release and trust and the fear of the uncertainty uh, gets released. Now, we may have to do it multiple times a day <laughs> or just once a week, uh, depending on where we're at. Right. But those two things, one, the very personal, what is it that I'm longing for? And the other is, um, where can I lean into God and trust him? And what is he up to? Mm. Like getting curious about what's this next chapter that he's preparing us for? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that vulnerability piece because so often part of the panic is that we get lost in a cloud mm-hmm. and you know there's all these things that are in front of us that we're like i miss this 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 and this and this mm-hmm. and if we can just bring it back to its core then you actually establish a sense of clarity that you didn't really know you had yeah. and it's and once you have that then you can go okay i know what i'm longing for and the, and then I seek after what God is actually doing this because I'm no longer in that panic zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then if we can see ourselves clearly in the midst of that, then God's like, okay, now we can, now that you can focus, let's go, yeah. let's go. And then there's that, hopefully, hopefully there's that build up and, and that anticipation w- of willingness to go forward. Um, I love that mm-hmm. because, yeah. Yeah, and I love how you spoke about the multiple things because there's a real um, clarity that we get sometimes, especially if you're an external processor, someone who needs to speak things out to, to process them, mm-hmm. um, with sharing it with friends. So choose somebody who you can, like in this next week, choose somebody who you can go to and say, hey, Joel, I just really don't know what it is that keeping me so frustrated but can I share with you the things and will you listen for what are the themes Mm. that um, keep them connect them together and then help me get clarity about what are those things underpinning all the stuff that I miss Mm -hmm. yeah we we actually did something very similar to this process um, with a small group that I got together um, we call it the musical discernment team or MDT for short we've been (laughs) because a conversation was had over a year ago um, about music in the church, actually two years ago before mm-hmm. I came, um, about music in the church and the different varieties and the different styles and, and that were or weren't being represented on the, st- on the stage during corporate worship. Mm-hmm. And what we discussed was what were the values that yeah. people were looking for in those songs. If it's, if it's hymns that you like, it's wh- why, why the hymns? What are the mm-hmm. values expressed in and why you why do you like those hymns over the uh, the, the other songs that we yeah. do the more contemporary songs and what do you and and because with with everybody there was a doesn't matter what generation you were from or how new you were to church you liked some of the older stuff and some of the newer stuff okay. um and so there was a value that was represented and mm. and for one group the value that was loud and clear was being able to sing along mm-hmm. and so yeah it doesn't matter if it's new or if it's old. If it's a melody that I can catch and I can sing with, 
I'll sing it with all my heart mm-hmm. and my, like my soul will pour out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, if it's difficult to sing, maybe the rhythms are new or different or um, th- it takes a lot longer to learn that song, but I, but I still want to participate in mm-hmm. that. So maybe we just need to sing that song more actually. And, 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 but give me something that's, that I can sing with mm-hmm. and, and I'll be, I'll enter in like, I want to enter in right away. Um, and for another group, um, the value that was expressed was authenticity from the actual leaders. So it didn't matter who was leading, if it was an older leader or a younger leader, it was, is this leader singing from their heart? Yeah. Are they, is there a prayer that they're, that they're sincere they about? Or performing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if it, was, if it was sensed, and this was actually perception, mm-hmm. if it was perceived that the leader was being authentic, there was a willingness to participate, whether that be through singing or raising of hands or just silent praying or because some people aren't, yeah. aren't into singing. Anyways, that was just no, something that came to it mind. Really, it really does highlight the value of this and how it helps us to move forward because it opens up the possible answers as to where we can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we say, I only like hymns dated before Yes. <laughs> 19 whatever yeah. or yeah. 18 something yeah. then we have locked ourselves in if we say what I really appreciate is I like things that are, are focused on God not on us or I like mm. things that are yeah. then that or I like things that have an easy rhythm in him mm-hmm. I like things that feel known mm-hmm. now suddenly we've opened up a huge range of possibilities of how yeah. that need and that value can be met yeah and so that's a gift to ourselves, and it helps keep us um, also not open to um, others and to shifting structures in the church, but really open to God as well and mm-hmm. what He's calling us to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that why is a powerful question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are sitting in a in a moment of change, and we ask ourselves, why are we feeling this way? Yeah, we can really get down to also what's part of our our mission vision statement statements are to be awakened. Yeah. That's what we're really trying to drive here. That's why we move forward. That's why we're asking the mm-hmm. question of why, mm-hmm. because we don't want to miss what God has for us because yeah. change is opportunity. Uh, and you know, it, God's doing something and it, then it allows us to move forward. Mm-hmm. But if we're not asking ourselves that question, we may just kind of keep, in our pigeonhole yeah like yeah. no well change is happening but we actually still want to be comfortable yeah mm-hmm. like no like let's keep continually asking this question because god is god is always shaping us he's always molding us and when we can figure out to a certain extent why he's doing it then we're we're further stepping into what he's created us mm-hmm. for and that's for me is more exciting mm-hmm. than wanting to you know, go back to a way, a certain way a thing was because that's more comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, again, it's just really normal reactions mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And so when we're looking at the why, let's make sure we ask him that why from the curious and, and wanting to know so that we can understand and help us move forward rather than a blaming ourselves. Why am I finding it so hard to move? <laughs> you know, so because mm. that just... Um, I loved um, Devin's sermon a while back where he spoke about 
the Holy, guilt condemns, the Holy Spirit convicts. Mm. So the why is, Lord, you've wired me this way. I have certain things that I really need and value, mm. and I've, I'm grieving them. Mm. Um, help me understand them better so that I can be open to what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather mm. than, why do I find it so hard to change? Well, we all find it hard to mm-hmm. have change done to us, mm-hmm. and we all ha- have different things we find easy and hard. Mm. Mm. So let's love ourselves and ask that why from that place that you're talking about. Yeah. Like God's disrupting. He's doing something. He's, he's, um, we've got this opportunity where God's taken us through this transition, this discomfort um, of a change in pastors. He kept us in this holding zone because he wanted us to realize our dependence on him. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe as a church, generally, we did that very well mm-hmm. and we were very responsive. And this beautiful set of values and biblical way of living mm-hmm. um, has come out of that. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, we really find it hard to get out of that uh, lazy mm-hmm. boy. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and just to add to that, like not only our dependency on God, but our need for each other yes. and our need for meaningful connection yeah. between generations, cultures, mm-hmm. um, ages, etc. Yeah. Um, and I think that this COVID moment pushes us to a place where we can tap into some of that mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, a question that has been kind of popping into my head as we've been talking is like, what are some of the things that, um, maybe what are some of the values that people will feel um, that th- initially this KGF hubs idea, like mm-hmm. we're talking about meaningful kind of like mini KGF churches around the city in people's homes or in backyards um, that can express our vision of mm-hmm. co-creating communities. What, what, is, what does that perceivably not have that being in this building does? Or like what, is, mm-hmm. what are people going to be missing that they'll, they'll kind of look at that idea and go, but that's not church. That's not church. <laughs> Um, and yeah. what are the, some of the values in that? And I, I, that just popped mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. So maybe maybe no. there's no obvious answers. But and you know, I mean, what is church? Mm-hmm. We we're instructed to not give up um, getting together with mm-hmm. other Christians for fellowship, for teaching, for mm-hmm. equipping. Mm-hmm. And so, and the Christian life is inherently a life of community. One of um, the people who I have, well, I would say without a doubt, him the most respect for in terms of his um, nearness to God and his openness and, and sensitivity to the Spirit. He wrote a book about what it means and Christianity. He says, you know, we often see God created man in, in his own image as each of us individually. But God is not an individual. God is community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the church is community. And we as human beings are only complete when we're in community. Mm-hmm. We can only fully live out our calling in community. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of, well, what does it look like? Um, and actually, as human beings, we're kind of wired to function betterly, better, betterly. Brilliant <laughs> English. <laughs> better <laughs> function betterly <laughs> in yeah. smaller communities yeah. than mm. in large communities um, because large communities, our gifts can be hidden Mm -hmm. or feel like they don't need to be used Mm -hmm. Mm. so I love the fact that we are grappling with 
that we as a church are grappling with. What does it look like? And let's not have a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for the, for the leadership, it's going to be really important as this hub idea begins to emerge and gets more clarity around it that we show examples of all the different forms it can take. Mm-hmm. So people don't feel like it has. The other thing that's very interesting about our society is we've got to, what's the best thing from today? What's mm. the best mm-hmm. thing from your holiday? Yeah. What's the one right answer? Yeah, I want to be the best. We either have, we have to get it right and there's a right or and a wrong. Concise. Yes. Like, and I don't want to hear it all. I just we need want to be the best church yes. and we need to have the best program. And reality yeah. is everything exists on a continuum. Mm-hmm. So if we think of temperature, If I had to say to you, Marissa, what's the best temperature? 19 degrees. Okay. (laughs) Not too hot, not too cold. If you want to go swimming in the sea, is 19 degrees the best temperature? I have no idea. No, it's way too cold. I actually don't know what temperature is. It's way too cold. Okay. Sorry, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, so um, (laughs) if you're wanting to run a marathon, then probably, you know, 15 to 19 is kind of the most you wanted. Yeah. If you want to go swimming, you want it above preferably above 26 if you ask me yeah <laughs> the water yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're sitting working at your desk 19 degrees you're going to start getting quite cold yeah mm. tell me so about it. there's no such thing as the best temperature yeah i've been cold <laughs> all day marissa's <laughs> been hearing me complain all day about how cold i've been in my office yeah <laughs> so <laughs> there's a range and it's contextually dependent yeah mm-hmm. so that range of what is best is going to vary from individual to individual it's mm-hmm. going to vary from context so mm-hmm. there's a freedom that comes in there's no one best way of doing church mm-hmm. and there's no one best way of having a hub but there's certain core foundational principles mm-hmm. yeah and so there's it's quite a risk for people because we're not really given that mm. very often. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like if I try it, I want to make sure I get it right, otherwise it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rather than, hey, we're learning this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, like, so many times, I know I'm so guilty of this, is that I don't want to try something unless it's either complete or I'm going to do it perfectly yeah. right. Or someone's done it before. Or someone's and, done it before. And, and, and it's been tested. Um, actually, kind of to pull back to a point where, you know, community is so important mm-hmm. as we move forward mm-hmm. is a word that kind of has been tossed around on the staff a little bit is this word particular, particularizing. I can barely say mm-hmm. it. But um, yeah. it gives us an opportunity when, when we are able to look at one another and pull out something very particular about mm. that specific person. It allows for growth to happen. And, um, and it gives us the opportunity and the confidence to go forward and mm-hmm. go, actually, mm-hmm. I can try this because someone has seen it in yeah. me. It may not have been completely manifested in its fullest um, extent, but I can still step forward and they're going to encourage me, mm-hmm. raise me up, and even hold me accountable if I say, oh, I can't do it, I'm going to fail. Like, no, actually, I've seen it in you. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And, like, if, if someone in, in one of our hubs comes and says, this is what my group has noticed in me, and I want to give back, I want to use this as a gift, I call that a win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, so I think there's, this is a time of disruption, mm. and we don't learn. It's a time when we've been kicked out of our comfort zone. There's a very small number of people who maybe are still in their comfort zone, mm-hmm. um, and that's a time when we learn. So let's 
imagine how exciting it would be and what what we free God to unleash if mm. we all treat this as a disruption where the Holy Spirit has something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we lean into it and say, Lord, what is it that you're wanting me to learn? So two things. One, for us all as individuals to lean into it, say, what is it we want to learn? Then where are the communities? If God is community and we're called to be in community, what's the community I'm connecting with? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to where I feel like I'm floundering, where, where can I share that with the church? Not in a judgment way, in the same yeah. way as I don't want to judge myself, but with mm-hmm. the church leadership as to, hey, this is a need that I'm having and that others are having. Mm-hmm. Help us understand. Help us figure out a way forward. Help us mm-hmm. figure out a structure. Yeah. Help us figure out whatever we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so communication, it's going to be important for the church leadership to communicate. Um, for us to communicate with each other as as people in the hubs, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the particularizing, <laughs> and for us to communicate, for those of us outside of the leadership to communicate, hey, we're noticing this need. Um, how can we work with you to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just as we start to wrap up a little bit here, a um, couple things we're inviting you, the listener, to engage with today um, from wherever you are. Um, if you're hearing this idea of KGF hubs for the first time, uh, we, we're hosting a number of KGF in conversations, uh, which are little town hall meetings. We are hosting them here at the church. We can physically distance. Um, we have masks. Um, we're ready to go. We're actually having one right after this. Uh, it's 3.20 right now, and we're having one at 3, 3.30. <laughs> um, Jill is going to be a part of that. And... Um, you can sign up for those from our website, kgfchurch.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's actually a link right there to join a KGF in conversation. conversation. And, if, and if you're not quite comfortable in person, we also have a couple on Zoom Yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we would love for people to be a part of this. This is part mm-hmm. of that communication that we're talking about. Yeah. Of that we, can, we don't want to be making decisions in a vacuum. We don't want to be um, just communicating only to a few we want to get it out as much as possible Mm -hmm. and so yeah if you're feeling like you want more of the conversation connect with us you can email joel and i for anything like if there's something that's on your heart right now that's coming out of this conversation you can email email us at podcast at kgfchurch.com or if you want to know more information about these conversations you can send any of those questions to us at that email as well Mm -hmm. um yeah, I love the tools, Jill, that you've given us. Uh, my, I would love for you guys to go and be challenged to, if you're feeling in that panic zone and you're feeling in the grief zone, to go out and actually connect with someone and saying, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm missing. That was a great tool, Jill. And to hear back, to have that, that external processing being put back on you and to even just be aware of where you are in that zone of, comfort or learning or panic Mm -hmm. they're great opportunities for us to take this moment piece by piece and move forward and to embrace what god has for us and so yeah thank you jill for joining us Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm gonna pray and then we will end today god we thank you that you are god who doesn't change and that we are We are changing. We are being molded. We are learning um, what you have for us. And so we take this moment to open our hands.
to evaluate the why of what you're doing so that we can come alongside the work that you're doing. You are good. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us reach even more people by leaving a review, like, or share on your favorite platform. If you have any questions or comments, email us at podcast at kgfchurch.com. Thank you.